Give a little time for the child within you. Don't be afraid to be young and free. Undo the locks and throw away the keys and take off your shoes and socks and run you. It's Jordan, Jesse, go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. Have you gone paleo? Well, we have. Every week on Jordan, Jesse, go, we talk about nuts, meats, cheeses, vegetables. But not fruits. Too much sugar, maybe. (laughs) You know... It's hard to say, but we'll get to the bottom of this. Uh, And more questions like, what is an ancient grain? And (laughs) is it part of this? Yeah. This week's episode, spelt? Sure. Things I've gleaned while buying a smoothie. (laughs) Boy, does it strike? No, Jesse. Yeah. I have a lot of fun every week on the PaleoCast. Right. I especially loved Which that time. Which is what you called Jordan Jesse Cobb. Yeah. Um, and I especially loved that episode where we welcomed on that paleontologist <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> and asked them uh, <laughs> if the Diplodocus ate acai berries. You know what? I got to talk to a paleogastroenterologist. Oh, yeah? <laughs> yeah. My tract is a mess. Oh, boy. <laughs> Too but many nuts, I think. I think, I think something – and this is some criticism I've seen about the show online. Yeah. And usually I like to ignore the haters. Sure. You know that about me. You love to brush them off. Yeah. There they go again, you say, them haters. Yeah. They're going to hate. Yeah. Uh, it's in their nature. Sure. Um, but, I mean, I do think some of the haters do have a valid point in that we do we have not researched this and don't know anything about it. We're right. just guessing right. and saying, we've you know, both... like words we've picked up and from conversations and Here's things we've the thing. overheard. I read, that, I read that. I read that review too, mm-hmm. and I feel like we're not getting credit for having had those smoothies. That's true. We did get them, and we did notice signs in the smoothie store. Yeah, and you know, we brought some of that lingo onto the show. I took notes. Yeah. Well, that's look, great. Look at this. Acai. Yeah, sure, you wrote that down. Yeah. Ancient grains, question mark. Mm-hmm. How ancient, mm-hmm. I wrote. Mm-hmm. Ghost grains? How much does? How much do Josh and Chuck from Stuff You Should Know actually know? That's true. I mean, Not I th- much. They're making most of that up. <laughs> I know these guys. Yeah, I mean, honestly, uh, their whole episode about the Hanging Gardens of Babylon was gleaned from stuff they picked up while buying smoothies. Yeah. They watch a ton of Love Boat, and then they make episodes. So, but, I mean, listen. I, I, you know, if everybody else jumped off a cliff, would you too? Just because yes. the guys from, hold on, I'm making a point. Okay. Don't jump off that cliff just yet. Just because the guys from Stuff You Should Know are wildly irresponsible with their research. Not just irresponsible with their research, sexually irresponsible as well. <laughs> sure. They love to bear back. Yeah, they spread their seed far and wide. <laughs> yeah. The, These are married men. The anonymous or the bearer yeah. is, is their slogan, yeah. I've heard. Um, Especially Just because Chuck. we need to hold ourselves to a higher standard. Uh-huh. Journalistically. Right. Sexually. Uh-huh. Marriedery. Sure. So we need to be, at once, more <laughs> Marry-ry. more have we need to have more integrity mm-hmm. as journalists. Right. We need to insist on wrapping it up. Right. Even if our lover shows us a current STD test. Right. And also, we need to marry more people. Yeah. And in your case, you know, at least a second person, maybe a third. Uh, I gotta I'll, make my side family official. Yeah, really. Yeah, come out Put with that side family. Yeah. So, 
So let's just own up to the fact that we don't know anything about the paleo lifestyle. Right. Um, I know a little bit about, like, cavemen in the Ice Age. Oh, that's, that's later. Sure. I mean, Giant I, sloths, I've I know. seen three of the six Ice Age movies. Right. Sure. Starring the rat who wants a nut. Sure. Uh, I always I've seen those. TV commercials nuts. from Madagascar. Is that part of it? Nuts. Yeah. I think that's part of it. Yeah. Anyway, that rats on to something. <laughs> Our producer Brian is so excited that he answered. Jim. He's a big Ice Age <laughs> head. He had a microphone. <laughs> Brian loves woolly mammoths with the voice of Queen Latifah. Mm-hmm. I think. Who wouldn't? Yeah. Um, so let's just say next week we're going to do a ton of research. Yeah. We're going to really dig in. Right. Is there a counter at Whole Foods we can visit? Maybe. Yeah. Who knows? Hard to say. Uh, but we'll go in there and we'll ask around. Yeah. So let's do that. Next mm-hmm. week, we're just devoting ourselves to finding out about the paleo diet and lifestyle. I bought an Aloha shirt and I'm going to go undercover at Trader Joe's. I think that's great. Um, that's one of the captains. Mm-hmm. That's what they call the managers. Yeah. Uh, anyway. Or Bell Alert. Yeah. I have a friend who works there. Mm-hmm. Uh, so next week, we're going to do our research. This week is just kind of a stopgap, holdover right. kind of thing. Let's just chat. Yeah. We don't have to know about the subjects we're talking about. Right. But let's not salt the wound of the paleo enthusiast more by potentially giving out more misinformation. Let's invite one of our nerd friends. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That sounds good. I mean, maybe let's not insult them right. right off the bat. Right. He knows what he is. But, I mean, you know, some people out there I've heard are proud geeks. This guy's no Chuck Bryant sexually. <laughs> I'll tell you what I am. I'm fucking pissed. Oh, boy. <laughs> oh, oh, no. boy. thought I was going to come in here and learn how to fucking shape up. Get the right food in my mouth. Sorry, Softy. Now, Mr. Softy. Now I'm finding out that you guys know as little about what you talk about as I do about what I talk about. Ladies and gentlemen, he's the host of three smash hit podcasts, soon to be two. (laughs) One of them going down in flames right now. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, The Greatest Generation. Uh, That one is about Star Trek. Used to be about Star Trek The Next Generation, and the name made a lot more sense. Yeah. Uh, then uh, the second one is uh, Friendly Fire. This one is about war movies. And the third one is The Greatest Discovery. That's about uh, the Discovery Channel. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think. Yeah, we just, uh, as, you know, because the Star Trek theme oh, appealed it, to nerds. Ben we... Harrison. Hi. Ben Harrison. <laughs> That's his name. He has yeah. A, yeah. I just, I count on you guys to be professional broadcasters. <laughs> I don't have any of those skills. <laughs> Probably a mistake. Anyway, go ahead. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Greatest Discovery obviously just appeals to nerds who also watch Discovery Channel. Right. Exactly. You know those nerds. Yeah. <laughs> they love calculators, the Discovery Channel. Yeah. Albert Einstein. I want to mention something because because the Discovery Channel came up. This is a thought that fleeted through my mm-hmm. head earlier today and I thought, I should remember to mention this on Jordan Jesse Go. And immediately after I thought, no context will be appropriate for me to mention this, <laughs> but you two have stumbled into my trap. Oh, good. <laughs> uh, you know that song, uh, uh, You and Me, Baby, Ain't Nothing But Mammals? Oh, sure, yeah. That song, a smash hit novelty dance song yeah. from... Bloodhound what? Gang? Bloodhound, yeah, Bloodhound Gang. Gang. Yeah, mid-90s. I was going to say, I feel like I remember it in like people's cars in high school. Okay. So like I would say mid-90s. That sounds good. Yeah, right. Okay. Uh, I think we can all agree, without saying anything personally about the Bloodhound Gang, mm-hmm. um, who I <laughs> that it's a banger. <laughs> yeah. If I'm listen, I could be club is fucking yeah. lit when that shit sure. drops. Um. 
sorry. Okay. You don't want to say anything personal about the Bloodhound Gang. I bet they're I bet they're good folks mm-hmm. who love their parents. <laughs> but it's a horrible song. It's sure, one of the yes. worst hit songs yeah. of our lifetime. It's a real Boy, fucking nightmare. Is that the thing that you thought to say on Jordan Jessica? Hold on, hold on. <laughs> Today I was at the University of California, Los Angeles. Because mm-hmm. I'm just wondering, you came in here expecting to talk about paleo. Yeah. So what the hell does Bloodhound Gang have to do with that? Yeah, okay, don't pull at these strings before <laughs> mm-hmm. this whole thing unravels. <laughs> it was. It's. It's. It, it is funny that that like like alternative radio in our day, you could have a hit song that is something that should have just been on Doctor Demento. Right. Yeah, like there was a re- a little period where you could just have a goofball song and then it would just be. I don't do. Is there a modern example of that? I think what's going. Yes, it's uh, LMFAO. Oh, sure, sure, sure. Shot, 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 shot. Still plays on the hip hop station in Los Angeles. Uh (laughs) It makes me want to shoot myself. (laughs) Speaking of horrible novelty songs. Yeah. Um, But I've never seen a member of the Bloodhound Gang in an airport. That's so. So maybe they're not. Maybe they're not flying. Let's be honest. I probably have. I just didn't notice. I I wonder if this is a reverse of what we learned a few weeks ago. Or maybe that I learned that apparently you and Nick Adams already knew that Jamiroquai was a band and not a guy. Yeah. What well, if, JK is the guy. What if Bloodhound Gang is a guy? <laughs> <laughs> That's his first and last name. You Bloodhound Gang. So I was at the University of California, Los Angeles mm-hmm. at the Pauley Pavilion, <clears throat> the hallowed halls, the home of champions. Mm. Um, I don't I don't care about it. But um, <laughs> I, my, I took my daughter to see a college basketball game. Okay. Um, and it was, you know, it was a good time. You know, there's it was a women's game, so there weren't super many people there. Mm-hmm. Um, so we got really great seats for like ten dollars a piece or something. And there's cheerleaders and a band. And the band at one point it was the full UCLA mm-hmm. band, which I'm going to say represented twenty percent of the total attendance of this game. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, like it's like a hundred and twenty five band members. Yeah, and like uh, four hundred. Uh, like ladies with uh, l- ladies who are taller than you expect them to be. Mm-hmm. You know, you just oh, oh, oh well, look at that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? And uh, they at one point, I don't couldn't tell you why, mm-hmm. were playing a song, and I was like, this song kind of goes. This this sounds dope. This sounds good. Way to go, UCLA band. This mm-hmm. is fun. <laughs> and then I'm like, wait a minute, this is that Bloodhound game. <laughs> <song."> <laughs> So I can tell you, if you've got twelve tubas mm-hmm. doing a dance, that bloodhound that bloodhound gang song sounds pretty dope. Wow, so it kind of jams, yeah, dramatically better than the. Recording. I feel like you add brass to any song, and it's kind of awesome. Yeah, that's a good point. Like any like bre- like big band version of any hit song is going to be like, all right. That should have I- been. I don't know if you saw that Muscle Shoals documentary about the legendary recording studios in Alabama mm-hmm. that gave so many people so many amazing hits. The subtitle of that should have been uh, Muscle Shoals colon add brass to anything, and it's pretty good. <laughs> yeah. So, do you think that if we were to it's like Old Bay for yeah. music, if yeah. we <laughs> were to find, if we were all to like kind of go around and brainstorm our like most hated songs, yeah, maybe concentrating on that era of music, and then so just do you have a do you, could you pull out an Offspring Greatest Hits album? <laughs> yeah. for me? I was about to say my high school band's uh, big like banger was "You Got to Keep Them Separated," yeah, I bet it was. Um, but that was like 
appropriate for the time. Yeah. That was like, anyway. I, I, I have to say, we did not, we did not have uh, that type of band at mm-hmm. my high school. I had like an orchestra. But um, at my best friend Petey's high school, mm-hmm. where he played on the football team, they were about it, about it. Mm. <laughs> Do you think if we uh, if if we were to you know find our most hated songs and then you know go down a YouTube hole and try and find high school marching band recordings of them, we would that would be the case all around. Like for instance, would a marching band pep up Papa Roach? Wow, <laughs> I guess is the big question. That to me is like if that could work with Papa Roach. I mean, the thing is. About that bloodhound. I was trying to think, what is it about this that is making it work so well? Sure. And I think... You don't have to listen to the lyrics? Yeah. You don't <laughs> right. have to listen to the lyrics. You don't have to listen to the unpleasant kind of uh, low-quality dance beat that is the only orchestration. Like, that just sounds like... The thing that was already in the keyboard. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> exactly. And there's a lot of room to there's a lot of room to play and they've had a lot of time to work on it. Mm-hmm. Like this is 20 years of focused effort on behalf of that band director adding yeah. filigrees to that song mm-hmm. and it's worked so well that despite the total lack of interest in or desire for performances of that song in mm-hmm. 2018 uh, that choir director or that that band band director has kept it in because he knows that it hits. Is the main I... superpower of band director just like not like having a super high tolerance for hearing a song over and over again, despite how <laughs> yeah. horrible it is? <laughs> so this this is an interesting this is an interesting thing. Yeah, the fact that this person, the band director in question has kept this song in the rotation. Right. And has probably heard it like 25,000 times and some of the times when like nobody knows it yet. <laughs> sure, yeah. He was like, I had to drop Zombie by the Cranberries out <laughs> right. of rotation to add this in. So this is staying. Yeah. Like if you look at like songs that are kind of adjacent to that, mm-hmm. like there is, you know, there is kind of, there's a fondness that kind of teeters between sincerity and irony for like bare naked ladies one week yeah smash mouths all-star right uh eminem hi my name is <laughs> yeah do a brass band version of that though um <laughs> it would take so much that would effort be the- for me to generate any fondness for that song <laughs> but this i mean it seems like this this particular song, are there people who are still like, uh, you know what? It's for, like who like who talks about Bloodhound Gang in in this day and age? Oh, uh, you know what? Do you think there's a pocket of Bloodhound Gang heads out there? I don't myself. Yeah, but I, if if you have a laptop or something, mm-hmm. I can go to my favorite uh, Usenet news group, rec dot fan sure <laughs> dot green jello. Yeah, and I'll talk to my fellow gel heads. Sure. Yeah. Um, and uh, see see how it goes. By the way, mm. we don't even acknowledge mm. Green Jelly. Sure. Their name after they got sued by Jello. Yeah, Jello or nothing. Yeah. Is what you say. Yeah. Anyway. I have I... an acapella group that does Three Little Pig. <laughs> <laughs> I had that Bloodhound Gang CD. Wow. Really? I did. What are the other songs on it? Well, there's a song like very late on the album that I, I don't really remember much about. I think it is 
Vanilla Ice in his like hardcore persona. Mm, Is that sure. a thing? Yeah. It happened. Yeah, there was a period. So there was like one kid in my high school that listened to hardcore, and he was like the hardcore kid because mm-hmm. I went to a very small high school, and I like tried to bond with him over that. I, I guess like, I don't know where you went to high school. I went to high school in a small town called Danville, California. Mm, beautiful and beautiful uh, country. It was a little private hippie high school. Okay, so. Uh, Gavin was like, I played that for him, and I was like, D- "What do you think of this?" And he was like, "All right, yeah, this is fucking dope." Like, <laughs> Gavin this, was into it. This song is great, and then, and then I like revealed who it was, <laughs> and he was not. <laughs> sure, and, and that is the origin story of the Proud Boys. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy, he's like, I'm never jacking off again. <laughs> Whoa, why? First to Vancouver to start a magazine. <laughs> yeah. Um, That's so, like really so emblematic about like why I didn't really have many friends. In right, because you tricked people into listening to Vanilla Ice. <laughs> hey, you should have just been bout it, bout it. Yeah. That so was Gavin liked Fugazi and late period Vanilla Ice. Apparently, yeah. yeah. Um, That's pure. Well, Vanilla Ice at the time was doing a lot of shows at Gilman Street. Sure. Yeah. Just like yeah. <laughs> right, all ages. Yeah. Started around two p.m. Yeah. Um, bring a can of food and you're in. And he had a horn section. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, what is, what is, what is, what's the rest of the Bloodhound Gang's music like? It's basically that, I think. Okay. Like, there's a song about trying to find a word that rhymes with vagina. Okay. That's, like, the entire premise of the song. Mm-hmm. Cool. So, solid, solid. Very like, rich. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> rich stuff. I like that. I don't remember much Is there a ballad? Uh, probably. I mean, I definitely had the Green Jello CD. Uh-huh. In my own defense, I was 12. <laughs> I guess I don't know. I know Green I Jello. <laughs> I know Green Jello as a like goofy 90s punchline, but I guess I guess I don't even really know what they are. Uh, what were they Green were Jello? like a heavy rock novelty band. Okay. Whose hit song was called Three Little Pigs. Okay. I don't remember anything about the contents of the song, though mm-hmm. I definitely had the CD and listened to it a lot. Okay. I bet, like, I, it's one of those things where I genuinely could not tell you one lyric from the song right. or one melody right now. Do you think it would be a thing if someone turned it on, you could just sing I bet along? I could just sing through you the whole thing. You could just sing thing. through, uh, yeah. <laughs> through like, oh, yeah, well, song. there you go. It would just be like, whoop, and I'd be, and I'd be 12 again. Yeah. Yeah. That, I, I, they, I don't know if they were... I mean, the thing about Bloodhound Gang and that song, and it, it was just the fallacy of thinking this is my pathway to coolness. <laughs> I will be accepted here in high school finally. Sure. <laughs> Do you remember buying it? Why you did? Like what? Well, like where you first heard "You and Me, Baby, Ain't Nothing But Mammals." Did an uncle give it to you for your birthday? <laughs> Uh, you got it where? The warehouse? I, I think I got it used in the used bin yeah. at uh, Amoeba Music okay. on Telegraph in Berkeley. Okay. That was, was like most of my music collection came from there. So, yeah, like I maybe was thinking about that song or something else. I don't know. Hmm. I, I, I couldn't tell you. Uh, I'm sure like, like Green Jello, I would be transported back to, uh, <laughs> you know... <laughs> The most sexual time of your life. Right, yeah. Just, <laughs> just plowing, erection. Your, plowing your way through that hippie high school. Yeah. Corduroy pants and simple shoes. And <laughs> simple two shoes. big t-shirts. Airwalks, maybe? Simple shoes are back. Larry David is wearing them a bunch in really? his TV show. Simple, the brand of sneaker. The yeah. kind of like, yeah. That's a good sign of what is and isn't <laughs> in style. Yeah. <laughs> what Larry David is wearing. Yeah. They're fucking back, baby. <laughs> I, uh, there mm. is a sneaker trend that is really 
upsetting to me. I don't know if you know about this, Jordan. Mm-hmm. There's so I I haven't been a sneakerhead mm-hmm. in a decade or more. You can just say head. We know what you're talking sure. about. I don't want people to think I'm talking about uh, my shop. <laughs> sure. Um, for tobacco use only. Yeah, I uh, I I haven't been a, like a true sneakerhead <clears throat> in quite a while, mm-hmm. uh, but I'm on board with your. Uh, your ultra boosts, mm-hmm. your fly knits, <laughs> uh, your prime knits—all these are fine with me. These new newfangled sneakers that seem like they're from space—I mm-hmm. think they're all right. They're comfortable. They look kind of neat. You know, I'm on board with all of it. Uh, but the latest sneaker trend among the—they're uh, called hype beasts. Mm. That's a category of people mm-hmm. who <laughs> sure. line up to buy <laughs> yeah. Supreme shirts. Mm-hmm. Is uh, basically Skechers. Okay. In fact, the guy who sort of started this was is a stylist who's a stylist for like Justin Bieber and stuff. Mm-hmm. And uh, he just literally started wearing Skechers. <laughs> right. Uh, like like in a, in, a, in a, as a kind of normcore move. Like a pet, like a beyond normcore move. Gotcha. So like. It's like what's weird is that Normcore was like a kind of a <clears throat> world of mostly high fashion people. Mm-hmm. Uh, Lexa Chung, famously, fashion it girl, Lexa sure. Chung, right? And it kind of trickled in weird ways down into streetwear, like, mm-hmm. uh, you know, the period where all of Kanye West's clothes were taupe, mm-hmm. khaki, <laughs> sure. Just various sand Smocks. colors. Yeah. Um, and uh, is this Normcore is like part that. of Man Repeller? Mm, no, man What's repeller. Man I think repeller? is a nice thing. I think people like man repeller. <clears throat> so Wait, a, I don't know not, what that is. It's, it's a like blog. Yeah, but I think it's also like a, a like a way of dressing. I think it's a lady. Yeah, a hmm. lady way of dressing. That is, is it like is it like that you dress like you bought your clothes in the Atlantic catalog? I mean, in the advertisements in the back of the Atlantic magazine. I feel like when we have or gone Harper's. to a thing and my wife has said, "Oh, she's real man repellery." Mm. It's been like culottes and a like wedgy shoe that is not like necessarily aesthetically pleasing yeah in the like super sure basic... like a clog these are clog people right like the basic way that like tv attractive people right. w- wear clothes yeah my wife went full clog is about this... two years ago now is yeah. this related to nardcore <laughs> which is hardcore music that comes from oxnard <laughs> okay <laughs> Yes. Okay. It is exactly that. So if you dress man repeller, you're in a Nardcore band. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I just find I I have no I have no warmth in my heart for Larry for it's basically <clears throat> Jerry Seinfeld sneakers. Yeah. Okay. They're the, they're the, they're bad. They're they're the ugliest, like gleaming like thing. gleaming white. Yeah, and fat. Sure. Like they're all fat. So the high fashion versions are like regular sneakers with like one and a half times the sole, mm-hmm. <laughs> which is really creepy looking. Yeah. Frankly, it, uh, above all that, like it looks like Skechers shape ups. Yeah. But without the arc. Okay, boy. Well, so it's not helping your buns. Nope. What? So they're wearing these ugly shoes, and it's not toning their buns? Now we'll never be Joe Montana. Oh, boy. My dad used to have sneakers that had weights built into the soles to make you lose weight while walking around. And and they had that, like, extra thick sole, but on a a gentleman of of a certain age, that just uh, looks like like the most insane fashion choice. Now, let me ask you something, Ben. Yeah. 
How are daddy's buns? <laughs> How are daddy's buns? High and tight. High and tight? Yeah. High and tight buns. Okay, <laughs> we'll be back in just a second on Jordan Jesse Go. It's Jordan Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. Jordan, this show does not bring itself to the listener. We need help. It's not just folks who go to MaximumFun.org slash donate this week. It's also our friends at Stitch Fix. You can tell a guy who's got style. And that takes a certain skill set not all of us were born with. But now there's an easy way to look better with Stitch Fix Men. It's an easy way to shop at home for clothes. You go to StitchFix.com slash JJGo. You answer a couple of questions about uh, what you're looking for, your personal style, uh, what your schedule is like, and then extra, extra large personal style <laughs> hockey referee, <laughs> right? Green Day fan. <laughs> Uh, your personal stylist, they select clothes just for you, and they are uh, shipped to you, and you only pay for what you keep. Shipping is free both ways. Coming and going. Both ways. Boom, One boom. way. The other way. Both you ways, got it. baby. When a problem comes along, you must stitch it. Get started now at stitchfix.com slash JJGo, and you'll also get 25% off when you keep all five items in your box. That's stitchfix.com slash JJGo to get started today. Stitchfix.com slash JJGo. We'll be back in just a second on Jordan Jesse Go. It's Jordan, Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. Ben Harrison, the littlest midshipman. That's sweet. That is cute. It's it a- really lovely. Sounds like a boring French children's book. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Ben, I have a question. You guys on, uh, on your show. Uh, Which one? Uh, <laughs> that's, uh, that's a good point. On your show, War Friends. Um, you guys watched the movie Master and Commander, The Other Side of the World? Yeah, that's where my nickname came from. Oh. Uh, John Roderick decided to give me a nickname based on the 11-year-old uh, first lieutenant that's like a <laughs> like Lord Blakenly or something like that. You know, for a nerd, John Roderick sure loves to pick on nerds. <laughs> yeah, he really does. <laughs> His nerdiness far outstrips yours or even to some extent Adam's. When it comes to these weird war things that he's a nerd about, yeah, it's uh, yeah. There's there's like a, a a little bit of a magic trick there because I feel like as a nerd, I'm very familiar with the feeling of being shamed, and somehow when he does it, uh, it doesn't quite feel shameful. It's like more of a jocular big brother thing. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So this is what this is what I wanted to check in about. Sure. I remember – did you see the movie Master and Commander, The Other Side of the World? Uh, no, I did not. Okay. I went to see this in the movie theater. Mm-hmm. It's fucking great. You should watch it. Okay. okay. So that's what I wanted to know because when I went to see it in the movie theater, I remember thinking, that movie was fucking awesome. Yeah. <laughs> what a great movie. Yeah. Oh, that was so cool and so fun. That was the correct reaction. And then it was – I think it was a failure. Yeah. Like they were – at the time, I was like, great. Let's make seven more of those. I guess I like Russell Crowe. Sure. <laughs> and no. Master and Commander along the equator. Yeah. I haven't been so disappointed by like a promised sequel not delivering since uh, we didn't get more 
uh, Denzel Washington as Easy Rollins detective <laughs> oh, sure. movies yeah, after Devil a. in a Blue Dress. Yeah. Real real disappointment. So it is it is a it's a dope movie. It's like one of the greatest movies. Okay. This wasn't like the Russell Crowe sweet spot. Yeah, like back when it was like, what crazy thing will Russell Crowe do with his hair this time? <laughs> sure. <laughs> like all of his character And work now it's is... how fat is he? Yeah. <laughs> Slash what won't he punch? <laughs> sure, yeah. Yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's fantastic. It's a movie that like sincerely earns a moment where everybody is doing the Lord's Prayer and you're just like crying. Uh, <laughs> watching uh, it. Sure. <laughs> I got so excited. I got so excited from watching that movie that. Like a few years ago, I was going on a vacation and I needed to bring some vacation books. Sure. And I was in the thrift store looking at the books. You? Trying to pick out a vacation book. (laughs) And I saw Master and Commander number one because there's like 700 of them. Yeah. And I thought, here it is. This is going to be it. And I had talked to Humphrey Carr, a British comedian, regular guest on International Waters. I think he's been a guest on this show too. Mm Um, Humphrey mm. loves these books more than anything. I got deluged with recommendations when our master. Yeah, so Humphrey, Wait, are these these okay? Just real, point of clarification: is this a pirate thing? It's not a pirate thing. It's a okay. Napoleonic War thing. Mm, okay. So, so it's, it's English and and uh, French fighting okay. with big boats. Cool. Yeah. And Humphrey is uh, what I believe is called a twit, mm. which is to <laughs> mm-hmm. say, I think he actually went to like Oxford and Cambridge and shit. Okay. And he's like six foot four and very handsome. Sure. And uh, you basically just want him to marry your daughter so she can live in an estate. Mm. So I was I was entirely trusting of Humphrey Carr's recommendation on this. And I I it was that book is just a list of ropes. Uh, <laughs> right. <laughs> I made it like 50 pages in and I'm like they're still just itemizing cargo on this ship. And that's I, I mean that's how deal. I that is how I felt as a kid trying to pick up the Hobbit books. Right. Like yeah. this is a list of fake mountains. Yeah. <laughs> There's just someone saying a mountain that doesn't exist. It's called world building. Sure, yeah, I guess so. Twenty thousand yeah. leagues under the sea has like long passages of just like what fish they're catching. Yeah. That it that that is that's so real. Like what was going on with books back then? They had not figured out that there could be multiple kinds of book. Yeah. <laughs> I think just there was no they had not they had bibles and non-bibles was what they had yeah. at the time. And so just Gregor Mendel's uh, <laughs> whole thing about the, you know, about the heritability of traits right. is all in the form of a letter from a castaway stranded on a desert island. <laughs> like, we want also, this is a this is a yarn we're spinning, but yeah. we also want them to get some information about tides? <laughs> yeah. What's that, Sir Isaac Newton? You discovered some new things about light? Well, it's an epistolary novel, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, uh, anyway... Master and Commander aside, yeah, fucking list of knots. Mm-hmm. Um, Brian in the break told us that he is loaded up on YouTube the UCLA band. Now this is from 2011, so I want you guys to imagine you're at the game, you're feeling pretty good, uh, you're 
you've never been in a place with so many women who are taller than you before. <laughs> um, uh, there's a woman sitting next to you who is flipping the fuck out continuously throughout the game, mm-hmm. despite that everyone else is very relaxed. Everyone else has the kind of the has like a, a Sunday picnic vibe. Mm. <laughs> there's a woman just screaming at everyone. So you're having a nice time, and then you hear this. It's better if there's not a lady singing along. Because it reminds you of what a terrible song it is when she sings along. So, yeah, I mean, this, this, if I was trying to place this, yeah. my initial thought would be like, oh, this is to one of those songs that comes out that accompanies a non-Pixar animated movie. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> like, this is one of the, and that you hear it everywhere, and you're like, where's this from? Like, oh, this was in front of Trolls. Yeah. <laughs> like, that is that kind of like, that kind of like, peppy... Yeah, it's going corn-driven. But it's like trombones doing that? Yeah, I would, I, would have, I would have cycled through ten different things I thought it was before I got to Bloodhound Gang. <laughs> I, I was very I – was, I was absolutely happy with uh, that portion of the performance. Mm-hmm. I also really enjoyed uh, where people did uh, backflips and like lifted uh, other people up in the air and then threw them up in the air even more. Wow. That was a hoot. Are these the same cheerleaders that do other sporting events, or do they have different squads for each team? I think there must be one super hardworking UCLA cheerleading squad. Damn. I think the band and the cheer squad are working five times as hard as any of these lazy athletes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Fuck what? You want to fight college athletes? Come on over. <laughs> ben, when you... Let me know so I can be in other place. <laughs> Ben, when you say you went to a hippie high school, yeah, what does that entail, and did you have sports? I may maybe oversell it by saying hippie. It was very liberal in like, and they were like really interested in democracy, like big D democracy. Like, okay, the uh, there wasn't like a student government; it was school government. So okay. like, teachers could run and hold positions in it, right. and like they would like actually deal with the curriculum committee and stuff so uh this is like my brother for a while in also in the san Fran in the east san francisco bay area (laughs) uh they went to this school where everyone votes on everything (laughs) yeah it wasn't quite that radical i mean and like like in retrospect, like, less radical than I thought it was at the time. Like, there was a big debate one of the years I was there about putting up a diversity monument that included a rainbow flag. Mm-hmm. And, like, it got voted down, which, in retrospect, I'm like, what the hell were we thinking? Like, why did we vote that down? That yeah. is such a non-radical idea. Like, put up a thing that says everybody is welcome here. Wait, because everyone was uh, bigoted against gays? I think it was, like, it was, you know... It was like the Bush years and it was thought that it might – I think it was like probably mainly because there were like rich conservative parents sending their kids there that would be not – In fucking Danville? Yeah. It was like – that was like the – for like – Are these people commuting to Kalamazoo or something? No, they're commuting to like tech jobs but – Wow. So it's like Peter Thiel. It was – yeah. I think it was Is that how that guy's name is spelled? I mean said? (laughs) Thiel? 
Yeah. You know the guy I'm talking about. Mm, I know that's a guy. I don't have any opinions about him because I'm a journalist. Sure. But I think you know the guy I'm talking yeah. about. Yeah. Um, I don't either because I don't like losing everything. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he is a real life destroyer. <laughs> that's his main thing. Who is he? Uh, he is the guy who paid for the Hulk Hogan lawsuit. Oh, Gawker. right, right, right. Sure, sure, sure. And now yeah. he owns Gawker, right? Doesn't he? Isn't he like deciding? I think he does. He says yeah. he's going to make like a right wing news website out of Gawker. Oh, good. Yeah, so, <laughs> that'll be fun. The world needs more. Yeah, of he's a libertarian who mm, wants to tell you what sure, he thinks sure, about sure. things. Interesting. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well. Good, finally. I, I, I just don't know what those fellas think. Yeah. I lost track of your question, Jordan. Uh, did you guys have traditional sports? Did you have football we, games and such? We had um, softball. We had basketball and uh, women's volleyball were traditional sports. But other than that, I don't think there was much, like— Outside of the school, like my PE was ultimate frisbee. Yeah, yeah. there you go. There you I, go. I also there did it is. Some PE ultimate frisbee. Yeah, yeah. But then one semester I couldn't do it because the teacher that taught PE ultimate frisbee decided to do PE paintball instead. <laughs> <laughs> I was too scared to do paintball. Yeah, I get it. Paintball like scary. Yeah, and like every week, like like two. Two periods a week, you're like, oh, yeah, it's Tuesday at 4 p.m., so I got to go shoot my friend. I, I I have done – I did a few – I've done a few paintballs in I've my life. I've never done it. I've done a – I did a – I think I did a paintball birthday party in high school. We You could drive down to, like, Camp Pendleton, which is, like, kind of near San Diego. Yeah. And they have a little paintball area. That's an actual military base, Yeah, yeah. So they have a paintball zone. Uh, for visitors? For visitors, yeah. Wow. And a Carl's Jr. Okay. <laughs> on base. Wow. Where we ate. Wow. It was a lot of fun. Wow. Uh, I mean, it belongs in your face. There's no doubt about that. Sure. Was it like that thing at Laser Tag where there's like two older kids that are way better at Laser Tag and there's two Marines that are way no, better at No, I mean, that was exactly – I mean, I think we were 14, you know, 13 or 14 at the time, and then there were just like grown-ups in fatigues there. And I think at the time – what we thought was that these are military guys and they're training. Yeah. Right. I think in reality what those were were failures from right. the town right. yeah. who are into paintball. Jobless folks. <laughs> Jobless folks. But we – I think we saw them as like, oh, these are like studied, you know, yeah. grown-ups These who are, are badasses. Right. But People, no, I think they – I think the, the way to tell yeah. is look around and if there's uh, an undercover detective mm. – Shooting photographs of them being athletic. Sure. You know they're one of those people and they're engaged in workers' <laughs> right comp fraud. fraud. Sure, yeah. <laughs> I thought you had bad knees. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And then I think I could have just should have asked all of them if they own snakes. Right. <laughs> the answer, yes. Yeah. Uh, but I, I mean, and then I, oh, and I did it for a bachelor party too. I had a, a good buddy, a good buddy got married and I was the best man and I organized his bachelor party and he just wanted to paintball. Wow. Uh, Does it hurt bad? Well, it hurts pretty. Here's the thing, I it hurts pretty bad. <laughs> you know, you get welts, and that's kind of part of it. Afterwards, everybody shows off their welts. Huh. Um, I imagine kids these days, paintball and teens, are taking welt selfies. Right. <laughs> uh, hashtag welt selfie. Yeah. Um, welt dick pics. But you know, and we didn't. 
Uh, I mean, we didn't have social media at the time because we were present. We had to find our media. Mm, you had to right. find mm. stuff. It wasn't all just at your fingertips. Mm. You found you had to li- Carson. It. Carson. Carson Daly. What do you recommend I listen to? <laughs> sure. Serendipity. Yeah. <laughs> Watch the movie Serendipity. <laughs> um, and uh, so. So, I mean, I, I yes, I was very afraid of paintballing the times that I've done it. Right. And you have a mask. You're issued a mask. But the thing I could never get over is nothing's covering my neck. <laughs> I'm going to get shot in the neck. If I get shot in the neck, I'll suffocate. It'll destroy yeah. my windpipe. I hope no one shoots me in my neck. And then the stripper is going to come over and you just won't be able to enjoy it. Sure. <laughs> look, out, look out, Cinnamon. Guard your neck. Does she come to <laughs> Forget about your tits. I thought you just meant it would be like, take it off. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so it's, it's you got to tip really nicely when you do bachelor party at the at the paintball range because stripper yeah. is like it's sure, hazard pay. They're right? working hard. They're yeah. working hard out there. Yeah, dodging paintballs. Sure, <laughs> dumping them out. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, anyway, yeah, no, those I've been, I guess I've been paintballing twice and been terrified both times. D- did you get uh, hit by paintballs? Yeah, I got hit by paintballs. Did you hit people? Was it easy to do? I prob looking back, I probably shot no one. I think I what I told myself was I did a lot of blind firing. Uh-huh. I did a lot of like, like running with like my <laughs> face turned away from paintball, yeah. from anything happening. Maybe head down so my neck, because I was afraid of getting shot in the neck. Yeah, sort of waddle defensive. Yeah, crunch. and like just with my gun outstretched and just blindly firing into the brush. Yeah. And I think I told myself that when I did that, I probably hit someone. Might've I probably just, did not. Might have just been a possum. Might have just been a possum, <laughs> yeah. Or, or just a, a wayward brush stripper. Yeah. <laughs> not even there for the bachelor party. Yeah. Just Could out there been, to collect seeds. Could have been George Jones, country music's the possum. <laughs> Sure, yeah. <laughs> He's there to perform at the after party. Right, exactly. Oh, boy, what, is, Ooh, what, a sad, <laughs> what a sad bachelor party. <laughs> I guess he has some peppy songs, too. But yeah. A lot of divorce songs. Uh, yeah, I mean, I think... A lot of divorce-related material. I wouldn't want to be, I wouldn't want to be at the bachelor party and I hear, Come on in. <laughs> sure. <laughs> no. The Grand Tour is not a bachelor party jam. But yeah. But also, but yeah, I guess a fair amount of songs about a certain kind of liquor his uncle made in the bathtub. So that's the fun part <laughs> yeah. of the evening. Ooh, white lightning. <laughs> sure. And then, and then the divorce stuff. <laughs> <laughs> and then the lovely cinnamon. She ain't got nothing on, but watch her neck. <laughs> what were the other P.E. options at your school? Uh, well, there was Ultimate. a- Paintball. Ultimate paintball. No this, for off. This was peak um, uh, swing dancing coming back. Uh, so that was definitely a class for sure. that period of time. Yeah. This was also peak that version of basketball that was on TV that had trampolines. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Did you do that at all? Uh, <laughs> you know, there's so much of high school I don't mm-hmm. remember. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I didn't do PE a lot of high school because I was on a crew team that was not associated with my high school, but I like could slide in there. Paperwork yeah, that, sure. Yeah. Okay. Got me. Got me out of playing ultimate frisbee. You come by your button-down collar Oxford shirt uh, 
uh, reasonably. Yeah, yeah. Honestly. <laughs> the thing that I – speaking of you know recalling something, as, as Jesse, you could probably recall that Green Jello album and mm-hmm. Ben, you can probably – could you have sang, sang along to the Bloodhound Gang song while we were listening to it? I don't know if I could do that one. I don't feel like that. W- I feel like I liked some songs on that album, but I don't remember that being one of them. But you were one of those like, oh, the radio song's the worst one, right? Yeah, yeah like that was the kind of high school asswipe I was. Sure, I was like, yeah. Oh, I you guys listen, like Jay Z? Well, I, I'm I not didn't into know it. either of you in high school, but I think we can safely assume we were all that asswipe. <laughs> yeah. I think to to a degree and to our specific thing, we were probably all that asswipe. Yeah, yeah. it me. Yeah, I'm that. I'm that. Uh, but the, to me, I uh, to be fair. I was bad at bad at it. <laughs> fair, fair enough. Uh, I the thing that I that comes rushing back to me is like ten swing dance moves that I learned in that time when everyone was doing that. Wow! And like I will be at a wedding and I'm like, oh yeah, I can do ten swing dance things. Yeah, I learned to Charleston. Oh, there you go. And I learned to Lindy Hop. Mm-hmm, sure. <laughs> Plus Afro Haitian. Both all very useful. Plus, uh, one dance move that I remember, you know, the, the teacher will call it out while you're doing it. Mm-hmm. And it was to uh, Living in the City by Stevie Wonder. Mm-hmm. And there was one move where, where we clapped in front of us and then extended our left arm out while letting our right arm drag down the arm. <laughs> sure. And she would go, drug line three, four. <laughs> it was an illustration of heroin addiction oh sure sure yeah <laughs> has heard in the song find a fresh vein <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> between your toes <laughs> uh don't let your boss know <laughs> those are so, that sounds like you could you could do those as like alternate lines in uh, love shack <laughs> <laughs> what's it cut with <laughs> <laughs> Under my nutsack. <laughs> I feel like that could also just be the like little little improvisations on like a Cardi B song. Like there's always that guy that's like really low in the mix that's going like money. Uh money. <laughs> yeah. Drag line. Do you think that is Fred Schneider? Do you think Fred Schneider of the B fifty twos has gotten work? Yeah. I th- you think he was on that uh P. Diddy song with Jimmy Page? Oh, right, right, right. Yeah, you could hate me now. <laughs> Just doing some You ex- can hate me now. Just doing some exclamations. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Weird yelling. Devastating Row America. <laughs> Netflix uh, documentary on that guy's like super weird long career is going to be dope though. Oh yeah, yeah sure. <laughs> I have to say I interviewed Fred Schneider of the B52s once in the Sound of Young America days. Yeah. He had a Christmas album out at the time. It's amazing. Uh while he was a very nice man, mm-hmm. you wish the whole time all you want is for him to yell something. Yeah. <laughs> like it, it, he was a he was a lovely guy. I really liked him. I uh, the B52s are one of the coolest bands. They're great. Uh, yeah, I think I we 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 goof we goof here but like I mean in a B52 song fucking comes on. Come on. It's always great. Yeah. I, no one did anything like the the B52s are in this very special pantheon mm-hmm. with Pee Wee Herman of things from the 80s that used kitsch for good. Sure. Yeah. Like really fucking nailed it. Can we uh, find like, like some uh, some big band music of B52s? Oh, Brian, is that, yeah. is that searchable? I that's, bet. that's easy. Come on. <laughs> yeah. How many love shacks are there? 10,000. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But it's going to be great, right? Yeah, it would be pretty great, I think. It'd I think it would be good. Well, yeah. Brian, can you find Bout It, Bout It? 
<laughs> There's got to be a bad it, bad it. Almost nothing happens instrumentally in bad it, bad it. There's a lot to fill there, yeah. I think. I mean, maybe Silk the Shocker is available, though. <laughs> you know, bring in a masterpiece to he's busy. What do you think the Bloodhound Gang are up to? Do you think they're touring? I don't know. Let's, it could be a county fair. How about this? Let's thing? let's take a break. Yeah. Let's do a just the the barest bones of research as yeah. to what the Bloodhound Gang are up to, I, and we'll come back. I can make an exception to my no research policy for this. Yeah. Thank you, and thank you very much. <laughs> we'll be back in just a second on Jordan Jessica. <laughs> In a world dominated by Dude Bro Movie Podcasts. A world where Casey Affleck has an Oscar and Angela Bassett does not. Only one podcast is brave enough to call bullshit. Who shot ya? With Ricky Carmona. A lot of people don't know Porgs, Puerto Rican. Alonzo Duralde. I would eat Oakjaw. <gasps> April Wolf. I want to interrupt and say yes. that the fish man was real sexy. Drea Clark. I have a real soft spot for King Kong. And women of color. I was like, damn! Right, Kugel got final cut! Kugel got final cut! I just felt like the film was so sour and so completely irrelevant to basically anything in life. Who shot ya? Listen every Friday on Maximum Fun or wherever you get your podcasts. It's Jordan Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. Ben Harrison, the littlest ship (laughs) shit. (laughs) Not used to it. The littlest ship shit. (laughs) Ben Harrison, Mustang. There you go. That was another. I have thing to. I, I have to named. say, guys, I am really disappointed with America's marching bands. I can't even find one bout it bout it here. Guys, <laughs> get on it! Hey, if you're out there, you probably are in band. It should at least be in a medley. You know, this is this is absolutely embarrassing. Yeah, there's about ten ice cream bands. So why are there so many ice cream? What's so great about ice cream, man? When if you're gonna put a, uh, if you're gonna have a, <sighs> I'm just it really upsets me. This is something I learned during the break. We all did a little googling during the break. Uh, I learned that one of Bloodhound Gang's other hits is called uh, "Kiss Me Where I Smell Funny." <laughs> oh, touch yeah, me where sweet. I smell funny. Kiss me where I smell funny. That's, that's a really kiss sweet me. name. I th- kiss me where I smell. Funny. The thing I found out. Yeah, uh, and I'll just say this now to head off the cavalcade of corrections mm-hmm. is um, that I think I had the I think that the Discovery Channel song is on a different album from the album that I had. Oh, which yeah. Which is probably okay. why that song doesn't feel mm-hmm. super familiar to me. <laughs> That's Mr. Ice Cream Man. <laughs> it's not bad. It's not bad. Uh, okay, members, uh, past members of the uh, yeah, Bloodhound Gang. So this gang. is your update. What is the Bloodhound Gang up to, Jesse? Your current lineup, Jimmy Pop, mm-hmm. Jared Hasselhoff. Sure. DJ Q-Ball. One of my favorites. <laughs> the Yin. <laughs> Love him. And Daniel P. Carter. There you go. 
Uh, past Some of members, them had nicknames, others did not. Past members, because I don't want to. I, I want to be clear. Mm. Uh, that's just the current lineup. So okay, I'm a so more of some... a classic lineup guy. Right. Great some... news, guys! I auditioned for Bloodhound Gang, and they really <laughs> liked me. Yeah. <laughs> uh, past members, of course, Dick. Daddy Longlegs, sure. Dick Butley, <laughs> <laughs> Bubba K. Love, mm-hmm. <laughs> Foof. <laughs> right. The foof? Skip O Pot to Mus. Let's let me guess the next one. Squid with a K. <laughs> uh Lupus S K W I D. Lupus Thunder. Mm-hmm. MSG Tard E Tard. <laughs> Spanky G. Wow. And Willie the New this Guy. This is relaxing. I could listen to <laughs> lists of Bloodhound gang members all night. I feel like you guys have your next live show gimmick right there. Like right. Bloodhound gang member or some shit we made up, right? Sure, yeah. <laughs> It seems like the naming convention is similar to Juggalos. Are they Juggalo affiliated? Maybe they are. Oh, I don't know. That would make sense. That would make that would make them make more sense in my brain. They've been around since 1988. Oh my gosh. Vanilla Ice is a Juggalo orbit thing yeah, now, right? Yeah, yeah, I think so. They have an EP named Dingleberry Haze. Mm-hmm. <laughs> wow. One they of my favorite really strains. They are the things that they are. Yeah. This is just a list. This is just a list of one significant early radio breakthrough came when an intern at 1077 The End in Seattle mm. brought the band to the attention of the music director, who, liking what he heard, played Firewater Burn on his Friday night show. <laughs> and the rest is music history. <laughs> <laughs> they appear to still be working. There is one update here, mm-hmm. which is um, they have promised. That they will. Uh, this was uh, an interview with the German site Kincats. <laughs> That's where I turn for all my music news. Well, certainly all my uh, Bloodhound Gang news. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, Hasselhoff stated that the Bloodhound Gang would only reform and tour if President Donald Trump left office. Well, you know what? Finally, I, somebody I was up to this. Per- personally, I or my... if anyone shows any interest, <laughs> <laughs> if Donald Trump leaves office, or another reason, yeah, or we get offered a book. <laughs> sure, if, if the county fair starts returning our calls, do you think uh, it's the same? Ha- is that Hasselhoff as in David? Is that no? <laughs> that's a different, this not. is a different half. I guess I went there because German website. Oh, they think they probably yeah. they're like. Oh, fuck, we booked the wrong. <laughs> we booked Hasselhoff. Well. Oh, just do it to be polite. <laughs> oh, what are you up to? <laughs> so it's a couple things. A, I mean, I personally, I kind of wanted to give you know, give the guy a chance, give Trump sure. a chance. He's unorthodox, but he shoots right. from the hip. Let's see what he's gonna do. I thought yeah. he could shake up Washington, but now that I hear that he's the only thing. Standing in the way of a Bloodhound Gang reunion, I want him out. Yeah. K- kick the bum out, I say. Uh, There's got to be like the red pill section of Reddit has got to be really torn on this issue. But so the second thing that, that I'm wondering er, is is if they are not together or touring, why is he doing interviews? <laughs> is this a thing where he has a hot sauce and he's promoting that and he'll field a few Bloodhound Gang questions? Yeah. Anyway, I'm I don't just... know. I'm just look. This is an extraordinarily exhaustive and well-referenced Wikipedia article. I have read, like, I'm a professional journalist, mm-hmm. right? And I do interviews, and I'll often start by st- looking at a musician's uh, uh, article, you know, sure. on the Wikipedia, and then go from there. A good know? place to start. 
The other day I interviewed Stuart Murdoch from the band uh, Bell and Sebastian. And uh, I think the Bloodhound Gang Wikipedia article is more exhaustively <laughs> right. researched than the Bell and Sebastian article. Mm-hmm. Yes, those people are too busy watching Jacques Tati movies or whatever. <laughs> yeah, the Bell and Sebastian uh, uh, bio is actually all on Etsy. Got it's it. been crocheted onto tiny throw pillows. Got it. And then given to a mouse. I like that guy. He was a cool guy. Um, yeah, so there you go. Um, associated acts. Of course, you got Wolfpack. Yep. The DiCamillo sisters <laughs> and a federal moguls. Wow, that's my favorite Bloodhound Gang side project. <laughs> Literally, five members of the Bloodhound Gang have their own Wikipedia pages. Oh boy! Wow. Well, I mean, I think I think something that we will probably learn after this episode goes up on mm-hmm. Twitter: how many passionate Bloodhound Gang fans yeah. there are who probably don't cotton to us uh, uh, characterizing them as. Flash in the pan, one hit wonders. I just want to point out, I'm looking at Daddy Longlegs' mm-hmm. yeah. uh, uh, his Wikipedia page. Uh, he owns his own production company, Sugar Daddy Productions. Mm. Um, he put out a two-disc compilation album uh, called When There's No Room in Hell, Volume 1. Uh, and he also collaborated on Insane Clown Posse's remix album, Wraith, there, colon, oh, remix album. Oh, well, there you go. An ICP connection. Yeah, and it had... I sh- can call. Who can... Who can? I can call a juggalo. <laughs> <laughs> it's really, really cool. Oh, Do so they have a, a theme cruise? Just a, oh, that's what I want to... He's been nominated for two Adult Video Network Awards. <laughs> wow. For performing? Now, just a quick just a quick question, Jesse. I know you've got the article up about Daddy Long Legs. Mm-hmm. How's Daddy's buns? <laughs> okay, so the How thing buns? that is the most high and tight, it says here, mm-hmm. the thing that is the most upsetting. <laughs> Wikipedia has everything. There's just a tab that says buns, uh, he made, state of buns. Yeah, it's in the side, that little sidebar. Oh, with the kind yeah, of, I was kind of forget to look at it. He made an appearance in the ICP's Cowboy. Boy movie, Big Money Rustlers. Mm. Oh man, that's such an exciting cameo. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, oh my god, it's what? Daddy Longlegs. <laughs> what are you doing here in the Old West? But the most upsetting, the most upsetting Who am thing. I? <laughs> the most upsetting thing is that uh, the whole article refers to him when it refers to him in subsequent mentions mm-hmm. as Daddy. Oh, so, no. Daddy. In addition to that, Daddy also co-hosts a live radio show that's currently a streaming live video show, the oh. Wolfpack Super Deluxe Funtime Variety Hour Sounds good. on Psychopathic cool TV via Facebook Live, okay. exclamation mark. <laughs> wow. Publicist cool got in there. I think his publicist got yeah. in there. She's like, in addition to that... Sure. Type, 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 type. If if you click into the like the the debate section on that article, is there a lot of like back and forth about that exclamation point? And eventually, the Wikipedians oh, decided, yeah, sure, no, this sure, is sure. fucking exciting. Like, yeah, this they is, locked it down. This is some big shit. What Daddy has appeared in several television shows, including several appearances on. You guys aren't going to believe these these credits. Oh boy, these are going to blow your mind. You're, <laughs> you'll never. You'll say, how did he get on those programs? Mm. The Howard Stern Show, as well as Kevin Smith's Comic Book Men. <laughs> oh, wow. And then every Shondaland show, oddly enough. <laughs> yeah. All the Shondaland well, shows. Well, the universes are connected. Sure. So you, once you're on one, yeah. as long as they don't kill you off. Yeah. <laughs> Daddy Long Legs. Wow. Um, what did he win the AVN Awards for? That's the Porno Award, right? That's the Porno Oscar. Well, yeah. He longest won- Legs? Uh, <laughs> 
He won them for his six-volume <laughs> six DVD uh, series uh, tied into the band Wolfpack, The Girls of Wolfpack. Mm, okay. Uh, uh, he stopped producing adult DVDs since, quote, no one buys DVDs anymore, unquote. So he's a shrewd businessman at the yeah. end of the day. Everybody listen. So, yeah. <laughs> Daddy Longlegs sees the future of entertainment. <laughs> this guy's going to send someone to stab us. He this is. guy's going to. This guy has <laughs> some you... fucking dirtbag cousins in Riverside who are going to find out where this recording studio is, and we're all going to get stabbed with rusty box cutters. He is also responsible for writing and producing several reality TV shows, among a few other projects. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So there you go. All right. There you go. Who knows? Watch those credits, folks. <laughs> Maybe uh, The Wall. Yeah. Produced by Daddy Longlegs. Maybe uh, uh, maybe he's got a production credit on uh, that PBS show where uh, uh, Skip Gates shows you what your DNA is. <laughs> probably, it's probably a Daddy Longlegs production. <laughs> yeah. Skip and Daddy are fucking tight. He's it's probably a He challenge. calls him Skip. He doesn't have to call him Henry Lewis. Yeah. It is probably a little confusing when your nickname is Daddy. You wonder why people are calling you Daddy on Twitter. <laughs> is this because they're casual or they want you to sexually choke them? <laughs> Especially if it's a picture of you standing next to Chrissy Teigen. Sure. <laughs> Daddy. It's confusing. So confusing. Okay. Daddy. Uh, when something momentous happens to you, we ask you to call us at 206-984-4FUN for our segment, Momentous Occasions. Here's our first call. Hey, George Justin Guest. Uh, my name's Ed, and this is actually my second time calling in with a momentous occasion in the last five minutes because the telemarketer just interrupted my last one. Uh, <laughs> so that's embarrassing. Uh, you can delete that can last Can you message. pause this, Brian? Anyway. Uh, that is such a fucking embarrassment. I know. Really Could you imagine? Really embarrassing. Can you imagine you're on the phone, you're trying to leave a momentous occasion for your best friends in podcast mm-hmm. land, your heroes, <laughs> the two best-looking. Right. Funniest, mm-hmm. brightest, yeah. most incisive, mm-hmm. longest Frank, legs, sure, <laughs> leggiest, sure, tightest anuses, <laughs> Bust- <laughs> Bust- bustiest podcasters, <laughs> big fat areole, <laughs> sure, yeah, like huge, yeah, uh, like dinner plates, a all of the of, superlatives, a couple of thick daddies, <laughs> <laughs> daddy. Daddy! <laughs> the telemarketer calls. Yeah. He interrupts you right in the middle of making verbal love to sure. the two most sensual men in the world. <laughs> Do, I mean, telemarketers have that new thing where they call you from your area. Code. Yeah, like a yeah. number that is like the first six digits are the same. Yeah. Anyway, and you think that um, I'm, this is probably this is an important call. It's yeah, coming maybe from there's a my area from middle code. school. Sure, yeah. <laughs> maybe it's daddy. Maybe yeah. Daddy's in trouble. <laughs> I don't have time to go down to the, the airport Hilton to see a timeshare presentation. Is that your impression saw... of your dad? No, it's, it's this guy. Oh, okay. Got it. Okay. <laughs> Got it. What is your impression of your dad sound like? Yeah, down to your dad. <laughs> I mean, he doesn't talk that much. It's it's mostly just preening and showing off how high and tight. Yeah, booties. Oh, right, sure. You know? he wears those Spanish boots. He lets his booty do the talking. Yeah, that's right. 
Make that ass clap. <laughs> Ben's dad. Hey, Ben's dad, if you're listening, make that ass clap. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> if, he, if he wants to call that in, what's the number again? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> it's hard to say. There's literally no way to find out. 844-UGS-SPY-POD-1. Yeah. <laughs> okay, press, press play again, Brian. Anyway, uh, my name's Ed. I'm a prosecutor in a small Rocky Mountain college town. I just had a jury trial where a young man, around 23 or so, uh, he made a mistake, got behind the wheel of a car while drunk. Um, no one was hurt or anything like that. He got caught and arrested, and it ends up making its way to jury trial. Uh, he had a defense attorney, and I represented the state. Um, we called witnesses, officers, played the dash cam video, breath test results. The defense attorney did what defense attorneys do, etc. cetera. Um, at the end of the day, the jury found him guilty. We go straight to sentencing. Um, this is one of those guys, he's got no record. He's one of those guys where, well, this is going to be his one brush with the law. We'll never see him again. Um, he gets some fines, community service, alcohol counseling, Mothers Against Drunk Drivers course. Um, anyway, so that was my day, and I'm exhausted. But uh, I walked downtown after work to go to my favorite Mexican restaurant and meet up with some friends. About halfway through the meal, uh, the bartender brings over a shot and says, hey, some guy in the back. Uh, bought you this tequila. It's some pretty good stuff, too. And I tell him I'm flattered, uh, but I'm not interested uh, uh, with that. Uh, flattered, just not, not for me. And I ask who it was. And he points to a booth in the back, and all I can see is, like, the back of the guy's head. And I recognize the ears. They're these big, goofy ears of the guy I had just spent all day presenting evidence to a jury that he had committed DUI. In short, the guy I had just convicted of DUI bought me a shot of tequila. Anyway, I thought it was a momentous occasion worthy of a call. Love the show. Keep it up. Love you guys, and bye. Love you, too. Yeah. That you was... got to take that shot. Got to take the shot. Take the shot. Shoot your shot, baby. Yeah. Got him in your sights. How hammered was that guy? Pretty hammered. Get off with Mothers Against Truck Driving? Yeah. <laughs> Give me the keys to the Camaro. Let's go down to the bar, baby. Sure, <laughs> Let's yeah. Let's back a few margs. Yeah. Show me, show me, yeah, get to meet those hot mothers. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. The course is taught by hot moms, If you're a right? tight daddy, you got yeah. <laughs> to get those hot mommies, those margs. hot, sad mommies. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> <laughs> that was boy. That was a real courtroom intrigue, yeah. right out of Shondaland. Yeah, <laughs> like think, we got our own little Shondaland in here. Do you think this is our own version of Shondaland or our own portion of Shondaland? Well, as someone who did appear in an episode of Scandal as sleazy tabloid reporter, right? Um, a role for which I still receive checks in the single digits <laughs> yeah. of dollars. Yeah. Um. So you're yeah. canonical Shonda now. Yeah, I mean, and that's what I do remember after my day, my day on the set, just a one day thing, just a day player. Um, the, the director said, "Well, um, you didn't die, so you could come back." <laughs> and I'm still waiting for that call. I think I know scandals in its last season, but I think you know, like if I mean, a tabloid to, arc comes back in, there could yeah. be tabloids at Grey's Anatomy, sure, at hospital, how to get away with murder, sure. Yeah. Blue Bloods, maybe, that... if that's one of them. <laughs> yeah, probably. It is. might be. It sure f- it fits the profile. Sure. Yeah. 
Anyway, I'll ask Josh Molina. He'll know. It's an urban it's an urban look at the Tom Selleck vehicle. <laughs> right. Um okay, let's take another call. Hey Jordan, hey Jesse, hey guest. Uh I just had a pretty momentous occasion. I am a uh, philosophy teacher at one of the California State Universities. Uh I teach philosophy and religion. And I just had a student come up to me uh, who was uh, very concerned because they were worried that they had were being recruited into a cult. And then they had remembered one of my lessons earlier in the semester on how to spot a cult and the dangers of cults and what to do if you think you're being recruited into a cult and wanted to ask me if that's what was happening. And I said, yes, it was. And we were able to figure out a strategy to help them avoid it and to get out of that situation. So. That was a pretty momentous occasion. Got to feel like my lesson really directly helped and impacted the student. So that was pretty great. Hope you guys are having a good one. Bye. Hayward. Might have been Hayward. Now that I'm looking back on it, I feel like Hayward is the answer. Yeah. Well, what's the cultiest city in California? Sonoma. So it's Sonoma State. Yeah. I thought that this was going to be the guy saying, I just saw this prosecutor that, that tried to put me away and I bought him a drink. Oh, that would have been our own little Rashomon. That would have been cool. Yeah, Let's try and make that happen Hi, out there. Hi, it's me, Shonda Rhimes. <laughs> sure. <laughs> Stop talking about my shows. <laughs> um, <laughs> Hi, it's me, Shonda Rhimes. <laughs> It's me. <laughs> hey, girl. <laughs> it's me, Shonda Rhimes. Oh, hi, Shonda. <laughs> um, it, so, you know, it's, it's nice to hear about college being useful. I think there's a lot of, you know, you hear a lot of chatter out there about, you know, college, is it necessary these days? Is the, right. you know, student... The People student. are just out there majoring in political correctness. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> majoring in snowflake studies. Yeah. <laughs> Get their majoring degree uh, from ruining their... comedy. Yeah, right. Sure. Uh, but, you know, nice to see a university education being useful. Yeah. Uh, and But here's the thing. If you're in the early stages of cultdom, right. and it sounds like this young person was. It sounds like they didn't know whether or not they were being initiated into a cult. Right. Do you think that maybe you can stay in it just long enough to have some group sex? <laughs> like, can you... Or get get that salad dressing recipe. Oh, yeah, sure. Get this, yeah, find out how to make that green goddess at home. Ooh. Ooh yum, yum. Yeah, I mean, I think maybe I would just like... one hang gliding sesh. <laughs> sure, just a single sesh, and you're out. Yeah. It seems like you could probably stick around for some of the fun parts of being in a cult, but then kind of get out of there once it, once uh, you know, once shit gets real. Did you ever watch Ben? Did you ever watch that movie, uh, The Source Family, about the Source Family? The uh, it was like a uh, like an old timey muscle man, yeah, <laughs> started this cult this of surfing a surfing van cult. Yeah, uh, and uh, anyway, long story short, uh, his name was Father Yode. Mm. <laughs> cool. But the great thing about this movie is. Uh, it's a. I had the uh, the directors of it on uh, Bullseye when the movie came out. It's great. It's a great movie, but all this crazy cult shit happens. Like mm-hmm. it's just a long series of crazy cult shit, and they interview a bunch of former members of the cult because all this went down in like 1973 or whatever, and so. All of them are talking about it, and you're like, this the, this fucking Father Yod had a psychedelic band, but he didn't sing. He just chanted and, like, made noises, and they invented Green Goddess Dressing, mm-hmm. <laughs> and it was them that Woody Allen was parodying in uh, Annie Hall, isn't it, where he gets goes out to Los Angeles, like, all this different stuff. 
and you're like, this is the craziest shit in history. And then in the end, Father Yode, spoiler alert, uh, decides that because he's a god, he can hand glide despite not having hand glidden before. <laughs> and he just jumps off a cliff and dies. <laughs> and uh, so anyway, all these people that were in this cult, they're all like, yeah, it was great. It was really great. I really miss my cult days. <laughs> they all seem super nice, too. It seems like – and I – something I've never been able to wrap my head around is, uh, like, being obsessed with Manson. Uh-huh. Uh, I kind of like – kind of like last year, I think I listened to the uh, the You Must Remember This podcast series on Manson. Thought it was great, really fascinating. It's a great listen. Uh, I read that book, The Girls. It's kind of the like fictionalized Manson family story. I thought that was really interesting. But like – like so I – To I, be clear, you weren't doing this out of interest. Just your your sole interest here was to date chicks with tattoos. <laughs> sure. <laughs> yes. Tattoos and glasses. I, I will say that uh, – I will say that a, 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 a thread that runs through my dating life is <laughs> hearing about Manson during dinner. <laughs> yeah. It happens. Yeah. Um, and I think and you're just sitting there rolling your eyes like, does she think I don't know this stuff? <laughs> sure, yeah. <laughs> this is my first date. <laughs> right, yeah. Come on. Uh, I've been around the block. I know the single life. <laughs> yeah, sure. You know, you, you get together with your girlfriend. Talk about go murdering. <laughs> yeah. And I think the thing about it that, like, captures people is that before the murdering started, it seems kind of fun. Yeah. It seemed like they were having a nice time out at the ranch. Yeah. All very good looking. Yes, sure. Good-looking bunch. Does mm-hmm. the does the spell break when the when Manson goes away? Do I mean, or like when Father Yod jumps off the cliff? Do they all go like, "Oh, this was oh, weird"? Killing, well, the, killing the king vampire. It's over now. Yeah, like I guess they are all they all seem to have the attitude like, "Well, you know, you can't have the cult without Father Yod." You know? <laughs> <laughs> I guess we'll all just get our own yurts. Mm-hmm. You know, there settle was, down. I'm going to start a macadamia nut farm. <laughs> There was an annual day of service at my high school that was a day of service in that we all had to not do class and, like, do do projects to sure. improve the campus. It was called Tim Holm Day after a student that died in a hang gliding accident because he built a hang glider in science class that didn't work. Oh, <laughs> oh, wow. So it, wow. Was, it was less of a, an in memoriam and more of a mea culpa. Seems <laughs> sure. irresponsible to let a kid build a hang glider as part of class. I never got to the bottom of it the entire time. Like wow. every year we had to do this and I would just be like, what the? I'm glad <laughs> we're memorializing him here on this show. Uh, I hope you guys all finished your hang gliders because this, this week in class we're going to be working on tapping bullets. <laughs> With nails. Sure. And then we'll move on to your final exam, the traps from Predator. (laughs) (laughs) Now, you've all seen Predator, right? Yes. (laughs) We've all seen Predator. Put your hand down if you're thinking of Alien versus Predator. (laughs) There are no traps in that movie. Dave, the traps from First Blood are not a passing. (laughs) They're not acceptable. (laughs) The wrong traps. No, there's traps in grading rubric. (laughs) There's traps in AVP, I think. (laughs) Yeah. I don't know. It's been a while since I've seen it. You know, to the credit of the movie Predator. Yeah. You never thought that it would have spawned an entire genre of rap music. <laughs> right. Sure. You know? Mm-hmm. I mean, who'd have thought? But God bless him for it. We wouldn't have Migos. Yeah. <laughs> 
Okay, we'll be back in just a second on Jordan Jesse Go. Hi, I'm Biz. And I'm Teresa. And we host One Bad Mother, a comedy podcast about parenting. Whether you are a parent or just know kids exist in the world, join us each week as we honestly share what it's like to be a parent. Turns out it isn't what we thought it would be. For example, stickers on car windows? It's no longer about what type of monster would let that happen, and more like realizing you are that monster. So join us each week as we judge less, laugh more, and remind you that you are doing a great job. Download One Bad Mother on MaximumFun.org or Apple Podcasts. And yes, there will be swears. La, 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 la. It's Jordan, Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. Ben Harrison, world's creepiest fan. Uh, ben, <laughs> uh, first of all, I'd like to uh, draw your attention to the weird tower fan here in the mm-hmm. studio with us yeah. right now. Genuinely pretty creepy. Yeah. Yeah, creepy. But, uh, uh, but did this fan listen to your show... Ten years ago, and decide I'm going to make friends with those guys. Oh and no! Eventually, <laughs> sure. we are not it's, accepting any more friends. You're the only <laughs> time that's ever worked. Because <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm nice. the most diabolical. No. <laughs> Can I ask a favor of you? You did a great job on the show today, and it was a joy to have you here. Thank you for having me. Next time you come in as a guest on a chat podcast, <laughs> can you not grow a mustache over the preceding week and a half? <laughs> like, it's not been that long since I last saw you, and you just appeared at the door with a full Tom Selleck Oh, wow. Mustache. That's just a uh, – that's a that's like a recent stash. It's not something you've been cultivating. Yeah. Well, I, I, uh, I did it f- stupidly for my Sketchfest show mm-hmm. a couple uh-huh. of weeks ago. Uh-huh. And Wh- I, why? In tribute to Riker? I, th- I I had this idea that I was going to go out on stage because we did The Greatest Generation and then we did Friendly Fire. It was a double bill show. And I thought I would run backstage and we were supposed to have like a 15-minute intermission and I was going to shave it off and like blow everyone's mind. Oh, that's funny. Yeah. Uh, but we got to the – Once they put that mustache up at the Jumbotron at Sketchfest, <laughs> people are really going to love that bit. The, uh, the people at the theater we were at were like, you don't get an intermission. You don't have enough time. And we're like, okay. So <laughs> the only thing that happened was John ran backstage and went pee. And then we <laughs> went back out and did another. So nobody shaved anything. Yeah. So and then I was like, yeah, it bothers my wife. So maybe keep it for a while. <laughs> sure. Honestly, you got to bother that wife. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, I'm a little uncomfortable with how good it looks. It looks nice. <laughs> yeah. It's like the first plausible facial hair I have ever grown. You and, so you, and Chris, you, and, uh, you and Chris Fairbanks. Yeah. Too that's mu- true. Fairbanks looks great in his fucking mustache. They just look really good. Well, thank you. Yeah. A couple I of mustache date dudes. Fairbanks when he's got that mustache on. <laughs> that would be great. Yeah. I want to have a casual thing with him that lasts about a month. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, sure. <laughs> you don't want to get emotionally involved. Yeah, with but face. like, you know, have some fun and then we're still friends and it's not weird when we see each other out. Yeah, like at the skate park. At the skate park, yeah. <laughs> Mostly. Yeah. Not exclusively, but He's got this restaurant that he loves that has fried shrimp. <laughs> We've been a couple of times. It's really good shrimp. <laughs> it's by his house. You can walk. Oh, that does sound great. It's really good. I can good. hardly imagine a better... I mean, with all due respect to recording a podcast with you, I can hardly imagine 
isn't a better way to spend 90 minutes than eating shrimp with Fairbanks. It's better. It's better than this. <laughs> I bet there's God. a lot more amusing uh, word stumbling over. Yeah. And a lot more shrimp, honestly. <laughs> I mean, we're just going to... Thanks for being honest with Yeah, us. there's a lot more shrimp I at mean, the shrimp restaurant. There's a lot of shrimp in here, though, right now. Yeah. There's more at this shrimp restaurant. I think shrimp, the restaurant, I forget the cook name. The shrimp. I forget the name. Yeah. They're just crawling around in here. It's weird. <laughs> I'm sure they're dying slowly because <laughs> they have no water. Splash I forget. Splash me. <laughs> Spit on me, daddy. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right, you crazy shrimp. <laughs> you fucking kinked out shrimp in this booth. <laughs> right. <laughs> I forget the name of the restaurant, but I think it has shrimp in the name. <laughs> <laughs> Shrimpy. <laughs> uh, oh, oh boy. You like uh, whether you like uh, shrimp or Star Trek. <laughs> you yeah. like the Greatest Generation with Ben Harrison and Adam Pranica. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can also hear about war movies with Adam Ben and the great John Roderick, another beloved past <laughs> guest of this program. Yeah. Um, uh, and if you're, and it's not like you don't have to love war to like friendly fire. I want to make that very clear. Like, <laughs> sure. We're not, we're not. It's like, only for war mongers, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, hawks, hawk types. Yeah, it was. So the executive producer is Donald Rumsfeld. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right. It's a, <laughs> it's a very fucked up podcast. I'm surprised yeah, you allowed it on wow, your yeah, otherwise really, pretty woke network, Jesse. I don't have any political opinions. I'm a journalist, sure. so well, I'm you just, gotta represent, just hear all the you voices. You gotta represent both sides. Yeah, exactly. I'm just saying that the like secret Facebook group of other Max Fun hosts was pretty up in arms about this. Oh, story. okay, fair enough, fair enough, fair enough, Ben, fair enough. Um. Yeah, so listen to those uh, Ben Harrison programs if you're out there. There's also The Greatest Discovery, which is about the new Star Trek show Discovery. Yeah, and uh, that's – I think by the time this comes out, we'll be done with the first season of Discovery. So you'll be ready to binge. Yeah, you can binge the whole thing. Binge along with Ben and Adam. Yeah. That's what I say. Is that a good show? I really like uh, it. I mean, I have to go home and watch the – Final episode, which could totally wreck everything that's happened so far. It was all a dream. This being (laughs) like golden era television, and that happens all the time. (laughs) But uh, yeah, I mean, I've I've really liked the first fourteen or whatever episodes a lot. Oh, that's fantastic! Yeah, I didn't think I was going to, and I totally did. I'm glad. I it's it's uh, it's intrigue. I have enough fond memories of watching Star Trek: The Next Generation as a nine year old. On KBHK TV 44. Yeah. Uh, which is probably where you watch it as well. It me. I'm um, that. And uh, that I, the idea of a Star Trek show but good is appealing to me. Yeah. Um, and I would love to well, check me... out that spinoff of The Good Wife. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> let me tell you this, Jesse. Mary Wiseman, who's like one of the breakout stars of the show... Uh, ran into our producer at a taping of uh, Ask Me Another, mm-hmm. I think. A national public radio smash hit program with past guests Jonathan Colton and Ophira Eisenberg. Yeah, and uh, he went up there and he said, hey, I produce The Greatest Discovery on Maximum Fun. And she said, I love Maximum Fun. That's a great network. I love their podcasts. La-dee-da. And uh, she nicely recorded an intro to a show for us. 
Isn't that lovely of her? That's a lot of fun. That is really great of her. And uh, so now I'm best friends with her. She's just a fan of Dave Hill's show, probably. He's good. Like, when will he do new episodes? Oh, sure. <laughs> Other things going on. Yeah, Dave Hill. very busy guy. He's a busy guy. He's going around being hilarious and wearing velvet suits. Mm-hmm. You know how it is. Getting that Dave Dave Hill. WFMU also, money. Corpse paint. Yeah, get that WFMU money. Um, yeah, that's it for this week's Jordan Jesse Go. Our producer is Brian Sunny D Fernandez. Hashtag it JJ Go. On Twitter, uh, I love I love checking them out. I've been really enjoying some of those dank memes. Yeah, Probably hey, some cool shrimp memes could come out of this. How about we? Wasn't somebody going to do steamed hams? But it's Jordan Jesse Go. Yeah, someone do steamed hams, but it's Jordan Jesse Go. I don't know what that is. Right. <laughs> I mean, I know what the meme is. You know what steamed hams are. Yeah, but I want to see what what the our version of that is. There's Dragon Ball Z. Right. Homestuck. Yeah. <laughs> Smash Mouth. Yeah. Where's the Jordan Jesse go? It's steamed hams, but blank. Also, can you do one? I don't really know what memes are, but can you do one uh, where it's uh, me and Jordan or whatever, and then it says, uh, uh, "It says that's my purse. I don't know you <laughs> from King of the Hill." Yeah, that's good. <laughs> it's a meme. I seen that on memes. Mm-hmm. Is that the Put time that, that Bob, Bobby takes a self-defense class? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so great. Like one of the greatest. Outside of the episode where he becomes a circus clown, I think it's, this, I think it's the second best King of the Hill mm-hmm. episode ever. Okay. Well, anyway. <laughs> uh, we'll talk to you next time on Jordan Jesse Go. Thought I was going to learn something about paleo. Sorry. Maximumfun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Listener supported.